What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Third Down Podcast. Today is going to be an awesome show. We got my friends Mal uh, and Noah Bartu on the show today. We're going to be doing a lot of interesting stuff. We're still doing Dogs of the Week, and we have a new category called Too Good to Be True. And Bartu is also going to give us his Big Ten standouts for the upcoming year. So kick back, relax, and enjoy the show. Thank you for listening. Hello, boys. You guys want to introduce yourself really quick? Yeah, I got you. Um, this is Mal, the guy that might have mono from last week's podcast. I can confirm it was mono since Dylan did not want to go in there and do that. My voice does sound a little scratchy, so we're going to have to get over that. But, yeah. All right. Noah? Uh, yeah, I'm Noah. And basically, I am a Michigan fan trapped inside of a Georgia body and it is the most painful shit I have ever experienced in my life. Yeah, yeah. tough look for old bar too. Uh, okay, let's go ahead and jump right into it, boys. Let's talk about some scores from this past week. Before we start, I do want to give a shout out to Elkins. His picks were fire 4-0. Absolutely. Uh, th- what was he, 4-1 against the spread or something? Uh, something like that. Absolute yeah. locked in for that week. <laughs> Amazing week from him. Um, but yeah, let's go ahead and talk about it. This was my dog of the week last week. I had Coast Carolina over Louisiana, and they did win that game 30-27. to What do you guys think about that game? I hate to see it for Billy and that squad. They were on such a hot, hot tear. Looked like they might have been able to contend in the in the um, Sun Belt, but they might still be able to if Coastal falls. I mean, Appalachian State is going to be a tough game for Coastal. Um, so we'll see what happens there. I don't think that there's any coming back from that. In my I mean, opinion, this, get, this is getting into the dogs, but Coastal does have Georgia Southern this weekend. So that's going to be a maybe tough matchup coming off of a high for them. So we'll see. I don't know. I think I like Coastal to win the uh, the Sun Belt this year. You know, they're already 4-0. I, I think they do have good victories. Uh, I don't know how Georgia Southern is this year. I don't really keep up with them, but uh, I would look for Coast Carolina to win that game as well. I agree. All right. And uh, next thing we're going to talk about – Big rip to our boys down at Georgia Tech. Clemson, oh my God, 73 to 7. Um, 1890, the worst loss since 1890. <laughs> man, how do you put that many points up in a game? Like, seriously. You have Georgia Tech's defense. Yeah. And you have the one man that is going to go first overall in Trevor Lawrence. Yes. Now, do we like him as the Heisman winner over Justin Fields, or do you think it's it's closer than everyone thinks? I think it's I, closer than everyone thinks, and I think Mac Jones has a dark horse shot at winning the Heisman this year. See, I disagree. I think Mac Jones is completely out of the picture. I think it will come down to Fields and Lawrence. It'll honestly just depend on how Ohio State's offense looks after being gone from football for so long. Honestly. But we'll get into that. Later. Agreed. Agreed with that one. Uh, and this one, sorry, Georgia boys, we got to talk about it. Alabama 41, Georgia 24. And I said this last week, and Mal, you got mad at me for saying this, but Georgia did not play a full game. They didn't. Uh, when did they that, ever? When did they ever? That's what I'm saying. Never. Uh, their defense played pretty good the first half, but then uh, you got to give Nick Saban some props for correct uh, corrections made 
at halftime. Alabama came out fast second half. Georgia didn't even score a point. What do you guys think about that game? Well, defensively, you're looking at the same thing we had last year. A good defense, or not even a good defense, an elite great defense cannot make up for the piss poor offense that Georgia has had over the past three years. Oh, I totally agree. And I think that we finally found out that Stetson Bennett is not the man for the job. Not at all. It needs and to be JT Daniels. And I think that Kirby and everyone else has known that from the beginning, but we were just riding off of the Stetson Bennett magic. And the magic finally ran out when we played the first team that is truly better. Well, and my, my take on that too is this might be a coincidence, but I don't know. Kirby Smart is from South Georgia. Jake Fromm came into the University of Georgia. They had a five-star quarterback. Jake Fromm is from South Georgia. Jake Fromm was started over Justin Fields and them. Stetson Bennett is from South Georgia. Stetson Bennett has started over two quarterbacks that quite possibly could be better. I'm telling you, you might call me crazy, but <laughs> the South Georgia boys have some sort of connection with Coach Kirby Smart, and I don't know. For me, I feel like it's kind of a loyalty thing for Kirby. I feel like if he picks a quarterback, he is going to stay loyal to that quarterback throughout the whole year, no matter if he's playing well or not. And it's not okay. No. It just isn't. I mean, it comes down to Stetson Bennett had, what, three interceptions going in the fourth quarter. Why is JT not getting snaps at the end of that game, whenever it was out of hand? I don't know, but if I will say this is looking ahead, Stetson Bennett starts against Florida, we will not win that game. No. Yeah, no shot. Uh, so uh, Alabama is my favorite one. The SEC is that like a uh, you know we all agree on that? I'll yeah, I'd that's say that's unanimous. a lock. Yeah, that's a lock. Yeah. Okay, and uh, that, so that's that. Next game I want to talk about is Notre Dame versus Louisville. Notre Dame only won that one twelve to seven, and they're ranked fourth in the country, four and zero, three and zero in the ACC. They're overrated as hell. I mean, let's be honest here. I, yeah. I, on Notre Dame, first year in the ACC, obviously because of COVID. <laughs> I don't think they're as good as everyone thinks they are, and I think they get that right to be ranked high just because they're Notre Dame. Do you guys agree or what? I mean, yeah, their time is coming. They're playing Clemson here upcoming soon. I mean, that'll bring them down to earth. That'll drop them back to eighth or ninth in the rankings. It is it is what it is until that point. I think that they are overrated, but teams are allowed to have poor games. Every team is going to have a bad game. I mean, you look at Bama last week. Yes, they beat – Ole Miss, or two weeks ago, they beat Ole Miss, but how good were they actually in that game? I wasn't thoroughly impressed by them against no. Ole Miss, and then they come out against Georgia. First half, I wasn't impressed by them, but second half, they really switched it in. So teams are allowed to have those bad games. But yes, I do agree that Notre Dame is overrated, and they will be exposed against Clemson. Agreed. Uh, speaking of overrated, let's talk about North Carolina. They lost a game, hell of a game, oh, uh, between them and Florida State, 31-28. Florida State didn't even score in the second half, and they still won that game. Uh, me and Elkins talked about it last week. Uh, North Carolina is so overrated. The quarterback's good, but I don't think Mac Brown's gotten to that point yet. They got exposed. Uh, what do you guys think about that? I mean, there's nothing really to be said. Florida State is one of the – that is one of the most declined football program in the past decade. And for North Carolina to be ranked in the top – what were they, fifth? Uh, they fifth. Were fifth? Yeah, they were they top were five. To be ranked top five and then come out and shit the bed against Florida State, it's absolutely embarrassing. If I were a North Carolina fan, I would be so embarrassed to call that my team. And it's not even this year. It's every year. If you look at Mac Brown against Florida State, he has never beaten Florida State. Mm -hmm. 
Mac Brown has never beaten Florida State. So this is obviously a trend for them. And I guess Florida State is North Carolina's Alabama to our Georgia. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, we're not even really going to talk yeah, about the Auburn game. We knew they weren't for real. We knew no, Bo Nix yeah. is not the guy for the job. No. Uh, South Carolina wins out in 30-22. But this game I want to talk about, uh, Kentucky versus Tennessee. Oh, God. This was a hard one to watch. I'm not going to lie. Uh, it was very hard to watch. Jared Garantano, he's not the guy. And I don't know why Jeremy Pruitt keeps putting him in and keeps playing him. And uh, even they had a press conference yesterday, he's still defending Jared Garantano. I don't know what it is. I don't know how much money Garantano's sliding him under the table. He's not the guy. <laughs> you know, <laughs> we put Harrison Bailey in for one drive. He drove us all the way down the field. And we still didn't score because we went for it on fourth down. But that's understandable uh, concerning the margin of victory or we were losing by. But, uh, I think you got to make the quarterback change. Obviously, second half at Georgia, he did terrible. He essentially gave up 14 points like that due to two turnovers, and he had two pick sixes in the game versus Kentucky. What does Tennessee got to do to turn it around, boys? I don't know if you can this year. I mean, y'all just extended Jeremy Pruitt how long? Two years. Two years. Was it two? Maybe five. I don't know. I think it might have been five or something like that. But, I mean, at this point, as a Tennessee fan, are you questioning him? Uh, yeah, definitely a little bit. Uh, you know, he came in, he's the guy, he was the guy like that. That was what everyone was told is that he's the guy he's going to turn it around. And obviously it didn't happen last year. We had a tough loss, Georgia state earlier on the air and BYU this year was a little bit more optimistic. And then we obviously got exposed to the Georgia game. We you know we can't keep up with top teams. Uh, we should be out of the top 25 next week. I'm pretty sure we will be, but, um, you know, you already are. Yeah. At this point, I, I don't know. I like Jeremy Pruitt as a coach, but I don't know if he can get the job done, especially if he keeps letting Garantano play. I mean, no coach that's competent should let this guy keep playing. He's It's his fifth year. I think it's time to you know cut the loss, throw the freshman in, and just ride with him. If we lose six games this year, but we got the freshman playing, I'm fine with it. Get him experience. Get us ready for next year. What happened to the Bauer, kid? Uh, Mauer, he, uh, I think he entered the transfer portal. That's okay. why we didn't see him at all Saturday. I'm getting really strong – Jim Harbaugh uh, vibes from last year with um, his name slipping my mind right now. Um, Shay Shay Patterson. Yes, Shay. Yeah, hell of a talent, a great quarterback. I think Garantano is a great quarterback. I just don't think that it is clicking for him in this offense, and I think that Pruitt is also a great coach, and I don't think that. Garantano is the quarterback that he needs for that offense. And right. at some point yeah. you have to bench him or it's just, it's never going to work out just like Shea never worked out for Michigan. Correct. And another thing I want to talk about that with the whole Garantano situation. Uh, I do know somebody that's like in the facility and like a trainer at uh, Tennessee. And they were talking about this past week at practice. Uh, they had a meeting and Pruitt was like talking about the RPOs and uh, they ran 11 RPOs, and uh, Garantano threw all 11 of them and didn't complete a single one of them. Yeah. So they were practicing, and Harrison Bailey ran an RPO, you know, pulled it out, act like he was running, took a step back, threw it, touchdown. And Garantano said, why would you throw that? That's risky. And Bailey's like, come on, man, that's a touchdown. I mean, that's a fifth-year senior getting <laughs> told off by a freshman. Like, it's obviously it's not there. It's time, it's time it's to not. take the losses and go. Something's not working for him. Nope, nope. All right, boys, let's jump to NFL. Let's talk about the first two Titans game in the week. Titans look great on Tuesday. A little bit of a rough patch this Sunday. Still got the win. Derrick Henry over 200 yards. Goodness. Tannehill over 350 passing yards. First time in NFL history That's that has both yeah. been done in a single game over 600 yards of offense. 
are the Titans a phony 5-0 team, or you think they're legit, boys? Uh, I, think I think they're, they're legit. legit. I do not think that they are undefeated legit. I do not think that they are three-loss legit. But they will win the division, and I think that they have a strong possibility of making it to the AFC Championship this year. Agreed. Mal? 100%. 100%. Agree. All right. Uh, another thing with the Titans, uh, I noticed this week, I was watching ESPN all morning this morning. They said Derrick Henry is a sleeper MVP. Is there any shot? Well, let's go like this. What are the odds that he will win the MVP? In the age of the quarterback, I don't think any. Right. No shot. If anything, it would be Tannehill, and he is definitely a sleeper this year for MVP. Right. If you look look at the his stats since he became the starter, he's easily, arguably, one of the top two quarterbacks statistically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yep. What a right. ride has been for Tannehill. Oh, absolutely. Big, big, uh, big career way for him. You know, struggling in Miami, coming to Tennessee as a backup, getting a shot, and never looking back. It's awesome nope. stuff. I love it for him. Yep, me too. Uh, next game I want to talk about is the Ravens and the Eagles. The Ravens' offensive woes keep going. They had a f- great first half. Lamar Jackson couldn't do anything second half, though. Eagles came back, and it was a close one, 30-28. Lamar Jackson, was last year a fluke year or what? What do you guys think? <sighs> That's hard. I'm not going to call it – Yeah. I'm not going to call it a fluke. I just – in this day and age, that type of quarterback – doesn't work as well as you want it to work. Yes, you have your Mahomes and you have your Deshaun Watson, but those guys still rely on throwing the ball. And I think Lamar truly relies on running the ball more than he throws. And maybe they need a better running back in uh, instead of Dobbins or Mark Ingram. But something on that offense is not working. Uh, yeah, I agree, and I think a big thing with that as well too is people learn how to stop a running quarterback after you know so many times. Yeah. I think we saw that last year in the playoffs. <clears throat> excuse me, when uh, he pretty much got shut down against the Titans. I do think he is a great quarterback, but you know, with with uh, people like Patrick Mahomes, they can just engineer like engineer so many different things for him to do on the offense. Where I feel like Lamar is kind of like a two sided guy. He's you know he's either gonna make a simple throw or run it. So I think yeah, it's easy to right. shut down, easy to stop. I mean, we saw that what three weeks ago whenever they both played. I mean, yep, it was night and day looking at both of those offenses. It was it just... really was. Yep. All right, Matt, we're gonna talk about your Falcons here. Finally got uh. their first win over. The Vikings, 42 Matty Ice. Matty Ice, yeah. Second to last game to cap off the weekend from hell. Mm-hmm. Why do they – why? Why do you go and win that game? I mean, as a Falcons fan, as an Atlanta fan, we have we have to tank for Trevor. There is absolutely nothing, nothing we can do. I'm sorry, the Jets already have that spot. Matt, the Jets <laughs> yeah. have that. Or Justin Fields, somebody, <laughs> goodness. God, New York is a shit show, ain't it? It's yeah, bad. I do. Um, speaking of the Jets, do you guys think if they, you know, obviously if they get the first pick in the draft, do you think they trade it away and keep Sam Darnold quarterback? Or do you think they have to take Trevor Lawrence? You have to take Trevor Lawrence. Have to take him. You have to. If you trade that pick away, then God, that's kind of one of the worst moves in the history of sports. Maybe yeah. look to try and trade Darnold away somewhere and get some more draft picks in. I yeah. think that's a good idea. I think that's a good idea. And we got to talk about Baker Mayfield next. Uh, oh man, I, I he's had his had his up and down, but you know, the beginning of the year, I'm not high on him. Never have been. 
Uh, he got benched this game. I think his initial stat line was four for 16 and two picks yeah. before he got benched. Uh, is he's not going to be in the league much longer. Let's is it back down to five years? I know you brought it back to seven last week. Yeah, is it back down I, to five? I might kick it to three. I might Bo kick it to three. going to three. Yeah. <laughs> going to three. <laughs> I mean, uh, so Steelers, are they legit? Yes. I think we have to wait and see how they play against the Titans. I think that's weekend. a big yeah. tell game as well. It's a yeah. huge game for both teams. It might be a season-defining game for both teams. Mm -hmm. Agreed, agreed. Um, all right, next game we want to talk about. We'll talk about the Giants and the uh, – excuse me, not the Redskins, the Washington football team. Giants get their <laughs> first win, 20-19. to 19. Finally, does Washington have to bring back – Oh God! What was his name? Dwayne Haskins. Did they have to? Did they have to bring him back to the starting position? No. You don't think so? No, I think he's a fraud. I think he's always been a fraud. I thought he was a fraud at <laughs> Ohio State. Ooh. Oh baby! Always okay, Mister Michigan. You have, you have one good run at Ohio State for what was it? Four games, and suddenly you are one of the best quarterbacks in your class. Excuse my language, but get the fuck out of here with that. <laughs> He's always been a fraud. I've said it since the beginning. Uh, uh, looks like it. Good. Looks like it. Alex Smith couldn't lead that, him to a victory there. Well, Alex Smith story. That's just great. It is a great story. Uh, if I was him, though, I probably would have hung it up. Uh, yeah. But, but hey, kudos, kudos to the guy for keep keep pushing and getting it done. When you got the love yep. for the game, you got to. Yep. Agreed, agreed. Uh, next game I want to talk about is the Broncos and the Patriots. Drew Locke's back, baby. Cam Newton, he ain't back. I think he's still got a little bit of the Rona in his system. Two <laughs> picks, rough game from Cam. Broncos win that one 18 to 12. From this point on, with Drew Locke being back, how do we see the Broncos doing for the rest of the season? I don't know. Um, I You know, I drafted Drew Locke in the fantasy league, mm -hmm. and then I ended up dropping him whenever Dak got hurt, and I picked up Andy Dalton instead. So. Really great pick, yes. buddy. Really great pick. Up. It, it could work. It could work. We'll talk about that a little bit more whenever we get to the Dallas game. But yep, yep. Um, no, I don't. I don't know. I really don't know what to say about them. I think that they would have a whole lot better of a time if Melvin Gordon wasn't a fucking idiot and didn't get a DUI <laughs> on a Tuesday night. I mean, that is your number one running back, and he goes out and does that. It's oh. ridiculous. On a, Tuesday, only, oh, no, the, the, on a Tuesday night, nonetheless. I, I think the only place turning up that hard on a Tuesday night was probably the local Applebee's. <laughs> the local Applebee's. Those dollar marks, baby. They'll get you. <laughs> yeah. He was probably kicking it at the Applebee's and got pulled over on the way home. <laughs> uh, um, uh, let's, we're not going to go too much to the uh, Dolphins-Jets game, but another point I want to make. This just happened. Tua is a starter. For next week, how do we think he's going to fare? Obviously, he was in for, I think he threw two passes, both of them were complete. How do we think the Dolphins, do you think they're going to be better or worse with Tua at quarterback? I think that's an idiotic move, benching Fitzmagic for Tua, especially given Tua, I don't want to say his injury history, but Tua is a rookie quarterback, has a great quarterback to learn under. I think that he should have sat the entire year this year, came in, played some garbage time, got some experience, and then came in next year and been the Dolphins guy. I disagree. I think that if you want to think about your future for the Dolphins, Fitzmagic is not your future. It That's is Tua. And if that causes them to tank, then I think that that will ultimate, ultimately be best for the franchise in the long run. 
Maybe so, maybe so. But uh, I, I'm not a fan of the move, honestly. I think Fitzmagic was doing the things he had to do to get the wins. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're not too bad in the division right now. Of course, they already lost to the teams that are on their division. But I think until Fitzmagic does something that you know causes him to be benched, I wouldn't bench him just yet. I agree with Mal. I think Tua, Tua should get some late-game action like he did Sunday until he's ready. But, hey, that's not our call. They already made a decision, so we'll see where that goes. Next game, let's talk about it. Aaron Rodgers. Got absolutely his ass. Hangle, Hangle McCringleberry, baby. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers is America's funny guy. Goodness gracious. <laughs> and that was his only touchdown for the day. Only touchdown for him. Two I mean, guys, Packers looked like the damn Rhinos, didn't they? Yeah, but I think it's what Noah said earlier. I think they just had a down game. I do like the Packers this year. Mm-hmm. I think they are a good team. Uh, but, you know, maybe it was the Tom Brady effect. You know, the big game, Tom Brady said, I got to turn it the, on. The big game, Tom Brady, he threw 17 for 27 with, what, 166 yards? Mm-hmm. I mean, he's he's the greatest, like, check down quarterback in the history, but. It's what he does well. It's, it's what, what he does, he does well. well. What mm-hmm. is Aaron Rodgers versus Tom Brady's overall series that, record? I have that would be interesting. no clue. I have no clue. I, that's an, I don't Let me know. look it up. I'm looking look it up. up Tom quick, Brady yeah. um, versus Aaron Rodgers' record, head-to-head record. Okay, Rodgers and Brady have met head-to-head just twice in their career. Wow. They split those two meetings. Interesting. Right. Only twice. Only twice. Yep, they split them. So Rodgers won one, Brady's won the other. Interesting. Very interesting. All right. Uh, we can talk about the Chiefs and Bills for a little bit. Bills got exposed back to back weeks. Josh Allen, his inaccurate, you know, issues, accuracy Josh issues Allen. got showed yesterday. He is mm-hmm. the imposter um, <laughs> in the MVP race. <laughs> no ifs, ands, or buts about it. But oh lord, God bless the Bills. God bless Bills Mafia. Tough. Hate tough, to see it tough, guys. Yep. And, uh, for, back. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they'll be fine, I think. But uh, and uh, speaking of bounce back, let's talk about the 49ers. A uh, big win over the Rams, 24-16. Garoppolo was not a fan of getting benched. He said, I'll take this into my own hands. Uh, Raheem Mostert played great in that game, but he got hurt again. Mm-hmm. So he's out next week, more than likely. 49ers, I think they're a mediocre team at best. What do you guys think? I think the 49ers are best when they lose a game because Garoppolo is now 24-0 when facing back-to-back losses. So just keep on losing a game, then winning one. And that is the team that I see in the 49ers, just splitting every single game. I mean, but I read an article that, you know, the Garoppolo era might be coming to an end out there in San Francisco. That they're kind of getting kind of almost ready to part ways with him. I don't know how true that is, but. Well, I mean, I, I can see that happening for sure. I mean, think about it. You know, in the Super Bowl, if they really had a guy that could really chuck it down the field, their offense mm-hmm. would have been more than two-dimensional, and I think they would have had more success, maybe even won it, because I don't think the Chiefs played that great in that game either. They just had some really good plays. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Garoppolo, I, I, he's always been a handoff guy to me. I don't think he's you know, a great quarterback when it comes to throwing the ball. But, you know, I, I do agree with Noah. I do see them finishing around 500 this year. I don't see anything special. Mm-hmm. I I think that maybe Garoppolo's biggest fall was becoming a system quarterback in Bill Belichick's system. And I think that he might regret that for the rest of his life. Maybe. And then, of course, we got to talk about the ass-whooping that happened last night oh, between the Cardinals and the Cowboys. 
Dear God, Ezekiel Elliott, two fumbles lost on back-to-back possessions. Rough That's night the, for the kid. But was that even was that even really them not even having Dak? Would Dak have made that much of a difference in that game? I mean, hell, no. they spotted they spotted no. them fourteen points from mm-hmm. the start with two fumbles from Zeke. I mean, God. Yeah, I don't think Dak could have done much more if he was playing. But it, I tell you what, he's probably you know kicked back on his couch, having a nice little drink, probably thinking this is the best thing that can happen for me right now is for them to absolutely tank because that makes him look that much greater. Yep. And I mean, in order for Andy Dalton, they got God, they got to establish a run game, dude. I have and to. That defense has that defense has to get better. It struggled all year. They miracled themselves to a couple wins. And it's just I don't see them. I don't. I don't, I don't see them over five hundred if it doesn't. I agree. Doesn't I think out. another thing that's really killing them is their offensive line. You know, they look at it. They had one of the best offensive line in the leagues two years ago, and now it seems like injuries. And then obviously with Travis Frederick retiring this past year, they are in shambles. They could not do absolutely anything last night. I think that's also hurting them. Andy Dalton got rocked multiple times. I think he's kind of freaking out in the pocket because he really doesn't have anyone to you know yeah. keep him from getting hit. So I think that's mm-hmm. definitely affecting his decision making. Well, that when CD mm-hmm. Lamb gets tackled, I mean, it's kind of hard. To- <laughs> yeah, that, that should have been called. He straight up, he straight up shoved the subject's ass to the ground. That was awful. But hey, let me ask you this: yep. Has a team ever finished under five hundred and won their division? Because damn it, it could happen this year with the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> it could, uh, but you know they play. They they play the Eagles this week. No, excuse me. The Giants play the Eagles, so that'll kind of weed out some competition yeah. in yeah. their division wise. So I do like the Cowboys to win the division, though. I do too. I do too. I mean, it's a shit show division, but <laughs> terrible division, <laughs> terrible division. It's been the okay. worst in the NFL for about five years now. Yeah, yeah, consistently. Okay, bar two. Let's talk about Big Ten football. Woo. Give us yeah. Some this weekend we finally get some Big Ten football back. So I yep. have picked out three players to look out for this season that are not named Justin Fields because that's just too easy. Right. So let's start off with Minnesota quarterback Tanner Morgan. Last year, he led the Big Ten in passing yards per game, and he was second in efficiency rating only behind Justin Fields. I think that he's a fantastic quarterback. I think that Minnesota has a great offense and to throw in a little prediction, I think that Minnesota will walk away with a little brown jug this weekend against Michigan. Wow. There we go. Michigan Much as I hate to say it, I truly believe so. They're Who's y'all the back up there? Who's y'all oh, don't, don't worry, I'm getting there. Ooh. Oh. So, so, you know what? Let's just lead right into it. Yep. Second, I have Michigan quarterback Joe Milton. <laughs> Who? <laughs> Who is that? <laughs> Who the hell is that? So, listen. Is this the quarterback that Harbaugh has been looking for throughout his whole time at Michigan? His arm is incredible. He has a cannon. He can move really well in and outside of the pocket. Now, I'm not going to say that he's anywhere near the talent of Justin Fields, but he has the build of a Justin Fields. And I'm very excited to see how he runs under this newfound offense at Michigan. Very excited about it. One question I have for you, Bartu. How hot is Harbaugh's seat right now? Extremely hot. It's been hot for about three years now. And I think this year, with the shortened season, you lose to two of the three, being Michigan State, Penn State, and Ohio State. We could see a 
big coaching change coming to Michigan. Wow. I hope it doesn't happen for him, but at some point you got to win those big games, and it's just it hasn't happened for him this year mm-hmm. or at all, and it, I don't think it will happen this year for him. Agreed. So lastly, we have Purdue wide receiver Rondale Moore. Now this is a little sleeper. He missed most of the season last year due to injury. I think he only played about four games. But as a freshman, he led the Big Ten in receptions, receiving yards, and he was tied for touchdowns. So I'm very excited to see him come back and see what he can do for Purdue. He is a fantastic talent, and I think that he will be a top 20 pick in the NFL draft. Uh, it looks like it. Uh, speaking of Purdue, Jeff Brom tested positive, obviously, for coronavirus, mm-hmm. so he will not be able to coach the first game. Yep. His, is it his brother that's going to take over? I believe so, yes. Yep. So I think that's definitely going to affect him a little bit. Uh, Purdue is one of those teams they can either win some pretty big games or not win any games. Obviously, right. we saw that versus Ohio State a few years back. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, anything else with the Big Ten? I'll do my little prediction for – Big Ten championship game, it's pretty simple. It's Ohio State versus Wisconsin. Those are two just teams head and shoulders above the rest of the division. And it'll be Ohio State to win the Big Ten, without a doubt. They're way too good. You mean the Rutgers aren't going to make the championship game? (laughs) (laughs) They shouldn't even be in the Big Ten anymore. We got to get them into the American Athletic Conference. Absolute (laughs) disgrace of a team. Oh, Lord. And uh, okay, guys, let's move on to our dogs of the week. So, how this is going to work? Obviously, it's your upset game of the week for the spread. I'll give my first two college teams, then we'll go to Noah, and then we'll go to Mal, and then the same thing with NFL. Uh, so, I'll start. My first dog of the week in college is Ole Miss plus three versus Auburn. Ole Miss is at home. Uh, Bo Nix obviously has been struggling. I like Ole Miss to cover this and win outright in this game. I think it's going to be pretty easy. You guys, are you guys bought in on Lane Kiffin and Ole Miss? I'm bought in on the offense. Yes. Yep. Totally bought in on the offense. I love the two quarterback system. Yeah, me too. I think it's I think it's great. And then my second dog of the week is Florida State plus five at Louisville. I think fantastic pick. (laughs) That's a great. I mean, come on now. They just came off a big win versus North Carolina. Louisville's one and four. They're struggling like hell. I think Florida State easily covers the spread, and I like to win them to win outright too. Yes. Good stuff. Thank I mean, you, after, thank after, you. after a disappointing start to the season, a really disappointing start to the season for them, like they've turned it around. You got to give it to them out there. You mm-hmm. have to. Martin Ovell is getting the job done late in the uh, middle of the season. I won't say late in the season. Yeah. But, uh, Bartu, what's your two dogs of the week for college? So I'm going to keep it. I'm going to keep this Big Ten theme moving along. Love it. I know we were just talking a lot of noise about them, but I have Rutgers plus 13 and a half at Michigan State. Wow. I am hoping Whoa. I, I'm not saying they will not win. They will not win the game, but I'm hoping for some Shiano magic to finally come through. They just got Oklahoma State's offensive coordinator. And I just Michigan State has been a fraud for the past three years. And I think that Rutgers will lose this game by no less or no more than 10 points. And then second up, Purdue's head coach is out. Doesn't matter. I have Purdue plus three at home against Iowa. I just, I don't see a way for Iowa to even win this game. 
with everything that's been going on at that football program. It's right. been an absolute disgrace. And so, yeah, just hammer Purdue plus three. Right. I, I actually do like that pick. Iowa has had a lot of internal issues, mm-hmm. coaches and all this different stuff. Everything's kind of leaking out. I think they do start to fall apart, especially with all the coronavirus things going around. That's a great pick. Both of those are great picks, part two. Mal, what about your picks? My first one comes out of the Sun Belt with Georgia Southern and Coastal Carolina Chanticleers. Georgia Southern is plus six and a half in this game. I think Coastal Carolina, they're coming off their first win against a top 25 team in program history. I think they ride a little bit of a high going into that game. But that triple option in Georgia Southern is able to keep that game close, run the clock down. I think we see a low-scoring game, and I think Georgia Southern may pull it out, but I do think they cover the six-and-a-half spread. And then my second dog is going to be Iowa State plus three-and-a-half against Oklahoma State. Iowa State is three-and-one. Oklahoma State is undefeated. But if you look at this, Chubba Chubba, or what's Chubba Chubba Hubbard. Hubbard, Yeah, this dude's got a weird name. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> arguably, arguably one of the best running backs in college football. But Iowa State has a number 13 rushing defense in the nation. They're giving up only 2.9 yards a rush, and they've only given up two rushing touchdowns this year with under 100 yards a game. I think they neutralize Chubba, and I think that their defense gives their offense a chance to go in there and win that game against Oklahoma State. I almost made that pick. I, I was looking at it last night, and I was like, I, I, really, I really think Oklahoma State might drop this one. So that's a great pick, Mal. Sir. And uh let's let's kick it over to NFL for dogs of the week. I know Bartu, did you say I took your your two originally? You did, but it's I okay. mean I feel like these are two very easy games. So uh mm-hmm. the Lions are plus two and a half at the Falcons. Uh Stafford, I think they come into Atlanta, they uh wreck some shit and they get out of there with the win outright. And my second pick is the 49ers plus three at New England. I think the struggles continue for Cam. And uh, I, I can see Cam exiting New England after this year, clearly. Wow. Wow. Big wow. I love both those picks. Those are mm-hmm. mortal locks for this weekend. Agreed. I do think they're mortal locks as well. And the whole Cam situation, man, I don't know. I don't think Belichick is a huge fan of Cam, obviously. How, how can he be? He is nowhere near the quarterback. And that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, they yeah. signed him to a one-year deal. And especially if he doesn't pick it up, he's obviously going to be gone. I think mm-hmm. they'll finish probably at like a little bit above 500. Uh, so, but I don't, I don't think he'll stay there next year. Do we that see should... Jared Stidham at all this year? Um, Maybe towards the tail end. Maybe towards the tail end, yeah. Because to be honest, I don't know if Cam's going to stay healthy, especially with how much he's running the yeah. ball right now. Mm-hmm. Um, Bar two, your yep. Pick? yep, my yep, picks. Yep. All right, let's do it. So since Dylan took my other, my first two, I got two others for you here. I got Cardinals plus four at home versus Seattle. I think that the Cardinals offense has been outstanding. Yes. The connection between Hopkins and Murray has been fantastic. I have them winning outright against Seattle. I think Seattle has had a little bit of issues on their defense. Not a ton, but just a little bit. And I think that the Cardinals can scrape away with that one. And then I also have uh, the Raiders plus two and a half Ah. at home against Tampa Bay. I think that – Tampa Bay is still trying to find their feet in an offensive sense. And I just, I really love Las Vegas's offense right now. I think it's explosive. I agree. I think both those picks are great picks. Yes. Um, 
especially the Arizona pick. Cliff, King, Cliff Kingsbury is definitely turning around there after a kind of a bad year last year. Mm-hmm. Kyler Murray keeps improving. I like I like those picks, Bartu. All right, Mal, what are your picks? Bartu, you took my last one there, the Raiders and the Bucks. I had that one down. Uh, but I do have a different first one. I have the Bengals plus three and a half against the Cleveland Browns. <laughs> I have the Bengals plus three and a half against Cleveland Browns. Cleveland Browns, I think you're going to see them absolutely just become a dumpster fire here. I love it. I think you're going to see them become a dumpster fire here in the late season. It's just not going to be pretty. Baker Mayfield is just not not the quarterback you need. Uh, and, question off of that real quick. Yes. What percentage of the games remaining do you think Baker's going to see the bench? Oh, Lord. It just depends on how he plays. If he goes out and plays like he did last week, hell, he'll be benched every fucking week. There's no exception for that. No. But no, I think Joe Burrow, plus three and a half. I think him, A.J. Green, find some connections there. I think they go in there and get the job done. I like those picks. Those are good picks. Fantastic picks. I will say, what do you think about Stephen A.'s statement that OBJ and Jarvis Landry should request a trade immediately? Whew. Jarvis, maybe not. I, I I don't. I've never been big on Jarvis. I never thought he was that great. Odell Beckham definitely needs to try to get the hell out of Cleveland. I OBJ. think that was a huge. I think that was a huge mistake. You mm-hmm. know, for, obviously for the Giants to get rid of him, uh, especially right before they brought in Daniel Jones. But yeah, I think OBJ should definitely try to get out of there. I really, I really think OBJ needs to be traded to the Magic City in Atlanta. I think he would really thrive there. Um, I think that would be great. I think put up some great. big plays in the uh, back rooms there. You know, him and Julio together. <laughs> Woo! Him and Julio together. Eating those Magic one. City wings like oh, Lou Williams Magic got City. in the bubble. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, speaking of the Falcons, Matty Ice. How long is his tenure? You think he's got one year, two years? Depend- how long? How much more longer do you think Depending he's got? Depending on the draft pick we get this year, it'll be one to two years. I think. We definitely go out and get a quarterback in this draft class, and then I think Matt Ryan, like Bartu saying out there, two years. Next year he's gone. Two years. All right. And now let me get my phone. We have our new segment called Too Good to Be True. So basically what we do here is pick a ridiculous article that we found, and we're going to read it, uh, read part of it. And we're going to talk about a little bit. <laughs> My article this week is it's about animals and it's titled Lemur Missing, Possibly Stolen from the San Francisco Zoo. Uh, so, okay. <laughs> An endangered 21 year old lemur is missing and may have been stolen from the San Francisco Zoo on Tuesday night, according to officials. The ring tail lemur named Maki is among the <laughs> oldest primates. <laughs> housed in the zoo's Lippman family lemur forest, which is home to seven different species of lemur. You know what this makes me think of? This what? makes me think, have y'all seen that video of the orangutan in the no. backseat of that car that those guys stole drinking an energy drink? That is exactly what this is. I thought about the little uh, the, the lemur from Madagascar, Madagascar. Julian, like, <laughs> like getting kidnapped. I thought that was so funny. Um, let's see, I'm trying to find out. Oh, here's a quote from one of the, uh, I guess, workers at the zoo. As one of our oldest lemurs, Maki requires a special diet. Of the 19 lemurs here, at 21 and a half years old, he's exceeded median life expectancy of 16.7 years. This lemur is older than me. (laughs) Good. I mean, this lemur has seen 
He's a lifetime. <laughs> I mean, this poor shit. guy is just roaming the streets of San Diego, and he does not know what is going on right now. Hear me out. What if Melvin Gordon oh, kidnapped the lemur and they went to Applebee's for some drinks? <laughs> He's 21 and a half. Oh, God. Um, oh, no. So, yeah, that that's my story. Lemur has not been found yet. Maki, if you're reading this, come home. They miss you. Bartu, Prayers what's your article? My man. Prayers <laughs> up. So my article, for all of you Spider-Man fans, Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield are supposedly going to team up with Tom Holland for Spider-Man 3. Don't even get me started on a three-way Spider-Man God, I love Rio. it. I love it. It would be incredible. It is way too good to be true. Sony has neither confirmed nor denied this statement, so we can't get too ahead of ourselves. But if it were to happen, everyone's childhood would just be completely made seeing our three favorite Spider-Men coming in and doing a movie together. Can I add a little bit of fuel to your fire? Of course you can. Doctor Strange was cast in the next Spider-Man movie, therefore opening up multiverse and multiple oh, Spider-Man. Oh, let's go. That's there exactly what I yep. needed. We're getting into some Westworld shit with different timelines. <laughs> I cannot be more excited about this Spider-Man 3 movie. It is way too good to be true. There you go. I like that one. All right, Mallard, what's your article? Mine is, it's not really an article. It's more of an event that's coming up. It is, okay. I'm sure you boys know, the rough and rowdy. The mm, barstool yeah. fights. We have, we have two midgets that are getting ready to fight each other. One of these midgets is dressing up as Donald Trump in his little pre, like his little pre-match <laughs> fights. He's going around, prancing around, and he's yelling and screaming that he's going to make being a dwarf great again. Now, I love that. I love That's it. It's the best thing I've ever heard. <laughs> but here's my question. When has being a dwarf never not been great? I mean, hell, these guys can get paid to have Jordan Belfort throw them at an oversized <laughs> dartboard. That is that is a life. That is a dream. Okay. Did we ever fact check that? Is that actually true? Did that happen? I, I don't I know. I think it I'm is true. I'm not bother fact checking it. It's true in my mind. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> but, but on the other hand, on the other side of this, the, the dwarf he's fighting – Looks like if Vin Diesel was 10 years old, got on steroids, it stunted his growth, and he just stayed that tall forever. And this dude is a scary motherfucker. He is going to absolutely abolish and just demolish this little wannabe Trump midget. And I think Tiny Dwarf wins this fight in round one via TKO. Tiny we, really, we really needed this other guy to dress up as Biden. We really That's did. really what we, we really needed. Did. He's not doing it though. He's not. Oh. He's not. He's not giving in. But Tiny Diesel is is going to do it. Tiny Diesel is good enough for me. Prayers up to the Donald Trump impersonator. You're going to have yeah. a rough fight coming it's up. Gonna, it's going to be bad. It's going to be bad for him. Looks like he's going to get you know his face smashed in. Um. All right. <laughs> that was a great segment. I, I really enjoyed that. Um. So let's talk about a few key games next week. Start off with the NFL here. Obviously, I think the number one game this week, I think it should be flexed to Sunday night, is the Titans and the Steelers, two undefeated teams. Uh, I like the Titans in this. I think the Steelers' defense is good, but I don't think the offensive, offenses they faced have been that great. So I think it makes them look a little bit better than they are. Big Ben. 
he's old. I think the Titans secondary is playing a little bit better that uh, recently. So I like the Titans in this by small margin, tiny margin. Very low scoring game. Yeah. But yes, I agree. Titans. I'm going to say Titans 24, Steelers 17. Oh, good pick, Mal. That, you know, I don't really have a score prediction for this. I think that game's going to be too unpredictable, but I do think the Titans are going to pull it out by maybe a field goal or a touchdown. Right, and we've already talked about the Cardinals and the Seahawks next week and the Buccaneers and the Raiders. Uh, So let's talk about one more game. Uh, it's going to be the Giants and the Eagles. Does Daniel Jones get the job done in Philadelphia with fans? No, he doesn't. No. Agreed. No chance. Also, did you guys see the video of the Eagles fans yes. beating the shit yes. out of the Ravens fan? Yes. <laughs> yes that First was- game back into the stands and we're already starting fights, baby. God, I love, I love, I love it. it. I love it. No. <laughs> I, th- I think we're missing a huge game on the NFC South, though. The Panthers and the Saints – that game is going to be massive. That game uh, Michael Thomas massive. is back, right? My, I if believe he doesn't punch he did, another he teammate in the yeah, face. Yeah, he didn't punch anybody in the face, did he? Not this week, okay. I think. Oh, yeah, he, he's back. He's back. He's going to be running slants like nobody's business. And I think the Saints, I think Drew Brees get it, gets it done in that game. I think they move to four and two. And I think they start to give the Bucks a little bit of pressure there in the NFC South. I agree. I hate Michael Thomas as a person, but hell, he is a good receiver when yes. it comes to slants and you know whatever. But I think he is a game changer in the, in this game. I think the Saints win this one, but once again, uh, tiny margin of victory. Yeah, I agree. All right, uh, let's talk about some exciting football games coming up next week. Trying to see here. Obviously, we have all the Big Ten lineup. I think those are all going to be great games. Uh, one great game I'm looking at right now is going to be North Carolina, number 14, versus NC State, number 23. I like NC State in this game. Uh, I think North Carolina continues to get exposed. I don't know. I mean, coming off of a loss like that, I think North Carolina comes out, and I think they're, I think they got a fire lit up underneath them. I think they're able to get the job done. NC State by a tight margin. All right. Um, okay. We, you know, obviously Tennessee at or Alabama at Tennessee, going to be a blowout. I don't even know if I'm going to watch it. I don't want my heart stepped on like that. Uh, Michigan, Minnesota, we talked about earlier. I think that's pretty much it, boys. I think that's pretty much it for the week ahead. Not too much craziness going on, but uh, I want to thank both of you guys for coming on the show. That was absolutely awesome. We'll have to get you, get you guys back on here soon. Any last words to the people? Bar two. Row the boat, Fleck. Let's row the boat this weekend. Oh, Lord. All right. You know, Kirby, if you're listening to this, highly doubt you are. Damn it. Give us some answers on the quarterback situation. It's all we need is some answers. It's all they need. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. I appreciate it. Enjoy your weekend. A lot of exciting games. Have fun, and we'll see you next week. <laughs>